0: This podcast is presented by The Ed Narrative, a place for reflective discourse about education. Visit theednarrative.com to subscribe to this podcast and the blog. And please remember to leave a review on iTunes so that we can grow this community of educators. Welcome to Episode 8 of The Ed Narrative Podcast. My name is Darren Ralston, and I am the producer of the podcast, For this episode, I've got Allison Sprouse joining me. She's a teacher at Stewart's Draft High School in Virginia here. And one of the things that you will notice from the get-go is that Allison has a great sense of humor. It's it's really fun to talk with her. So I was excited to be able to have that opportunity, and also that she was willing to come in over her winter break (laughs) to talk with me. We had a good time, and I'm pretty sure you'll notice that when you hear the podcast In addition to to just her her general personality, she has won awards for her teaching. She's gotten Teacher of the Year at Stewart's Draft twice. Uh, She's gotten it for the county once. Um, She's also won a couple other awards outside of the district as well. So I hope you have fun listening to this. I had fun recording it with her. Why don't we get started? About where you are, as long as you're using your teacher voice, it should be okay. (laughs) Okay. So. I wasn't prepared for all this. <laughs> like, oh my God! I have to <laughs> use a teacher voice. I'm on...
1: I'm on. vacation. What's wrong with you? I can't you? work under these conditions. I'm
0: going to <laughs> my trailer. Damn <I'm>, diva! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't anticipate all this, to do. <laughs> oh, goodness. So why don't we just start off with you, maybe giving us a little bit of uh, information? And, and yeah, we can. I don't start, know. Actually, maybe a little bit about your. Uh, just sort of your overview of your teaching career. Okay. You know, how you got into it and what keeps you, that kind of stuff. I know it's tough, yeah.
1: Um, well, I've been teaching for 24 years. It doesn't seem that long, but then when I tally up the years, it's exactly <laughs> it <does>. how long <laughs> yeah. it um, I, My first teaching job was in North Carolina, and I have i went from North Carolina to Virginia, back to North Carolina, back to Virginia, back to North Carolina, and then I've been in Virginia um, for, you know, the last Remainder of it. I've been at Stewart's Draft High School in Augusta County for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I think now. we
0: actually started the same mm-hmm. year when I was over there. So. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I've taught all grades, you know, nine through 12, all mm-hmm. levels. Um, we're starting a new semester, so I'll have two college prep 11 classes and one 8th. Is to that like
0: class. the dual enrollment, work um, or is that something else?
1: It's it's something else. Is the 11th grade college prep is is the 11A. Group, so it's mm-hmm. kids who mostly will be going to college, but you have some who will be going in the military and work oh, nice okay. as well. Right. Um, so it's it's not the the basic level, but it's not the honors level either.
0: Okay. Anything else about like Stewart's Draft in general that is the place where you've kind of set down your roots? It seems
1: it it is. Um, I grew up in the area, mm-hmm. so I'm familiar with it, and it, you know I, I teach a lot of by you know former. I don't want to say former friends, but my, <laughs> <laughs> well, they are now. Well, <laughs> oh, well, I guess that I grew, happened. People I grew up with, um, mm-hmm. I teach their kids, and that's kind of neat to, to see that. And sometimes it, it freaks me out. You know, I had a student several years ago who I grew up with her mom, and when she walked into my room, it was, like staring at her mom at fifteen years old. I mean, she was like oh, identical yeah, to yeah. her mother, and I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, I told <laughs> did her. Did you say that? Well, I did. I <laughs> went, ah! <laughs> and I said, if I accidentally call you by your mother's name, it's just because you're, you're the really, spit image. Yeah, <laughs> you really are your mom. Yeah. Wow. Um. But you know, it has its drawbacks too, because again, you teach the kids of the parents you grew up with, and mm-hmm.
0: and so they know stuff about you. Yeah. And yeah. Expect so. things, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I and I went to draft as a as a kid too, so I mm-hmm. ended up. I remember in my interview, I was in with Judy Havner who ended up being my next door neighbor for a couple years, mm-hmm. in the, in the building, and you know that was pretty interesting interview. She's <laughs> like smiling, thumbs up, kind of you know, like <laughs> yeah. this this one's good. (laughs) So, So it was pretty cool for that too. One of the things that I've been doing with this podcast and I started out doing like a lot of like PD book review type conversations and I thought it would be good to talk with teachers directly because a lot of what I've been doing hasn't been directly with teachers. So With you being active in the classroom, what are the kinds of things that you use to sort of guide your practice? Books that you use as sort of like guidebooks or or whatever the case may be, if there's there's other mentors in the building, people you've worked with.
1: I've been teaching 11th grade. I've gone back to 11th grade. I taught 10th grade for a while Mm -hmm. there. And what happened with me was I knew the curriculum really well and I enjoyed it, but I became stagnant in my teaching right um, what i was doing was working but i had lost the enthusiasm mm-hmm. for it you know I'm, I'm reading to kill a mockingbird okay well let's you know the kids it's new to them but it's not new to me how many times can i right. read this a year yeah and um, they
0: they ask a question and you're like oh that's on page yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. i don't even need to look at them
1: anymore um so that's where i had kind of become stuck mm-hmm. um and i had just kind of lost my passion for it and I'd gone online to look for things, you know, activities for, you know, Googling, Mm -hmm. um, those sorts of things, and nothing really caught my attention. I had read a couple of books here and there, and I would go to workshops and kind of come back in and try to do the things in class, and some worked and some didn't, but I Mm -hmm. still, it just wasn't there for me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, have I hit the teacher burnout? Oh,
2: yeah. Is is this where
1: I am? And I didn't want it to be like that, Mm and somewhere through social media, maybe on Twitter or something, I kept on seeing Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess mm-hmm. come up and mm-hmm. I'm like well okay I, I read Teach Like a Champion and it was good and yeah. read these other books and they're good and I, I piecemeal things together and see what works for me but nothing really spoke to me mm-hmm. um, and I'm like well shoot it's summer I'll give Teach Like a Pirate a try <laughs> Yeah, It's a
0: good time to read about pirates <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So
1: I went ahead and I, I got the book and I started reading it and in my head I'm thinking here we go it's just another professional <laughs> development book. Yeah. Some guy's getting rich and <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> and yeah. I'm sitting in the classroom yeah. and grading papers. Um, but then something with me and that book connected, and it was mm-hmm. all about finding the passion in what you're doing again. Mm-hmm. And what's passion for me is not necessarily passionate for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do in my classroom might not work for you. It might, but you need to right. find what it is and make it exciting for you so it's exciting for the kids. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I did. Um I read the book, I loved it, mm-hmm. and I started preparing. Like, all that summer, all I did was, I gutted my lessons. And it, yeah. was, it was the terrifying thing to do, of taking almost 20 years' worth of stuff.
0: And, and s- saying, saying, I'm done with goodbye. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wash
1: my hands of you. Yeah. And going in and saying, okay, I'm going to start fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. And it was the first time that I went in to one of the Teach Like a Pirate's, like, my passion was, like, community theater. Like, you mean, like,
0: a PD session or something? Well, or you mean, like, to do it in the classroom? To do it in the classroom. Oh, okay. So I All decided
1: right. that my passion would be to become a character, have a, quote-unquote, guest speaker come right.
0: in. Yeah, well, I've seen some some photos from your classroom, like Grammar Girl and yeah. Antigone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: she came so. in. Um, I've had Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird oh, come okay. in. Um, I've created some of my own characters uh, for The Crucible. When I was trying to tie it into McCarthyism, I had Rita Scare mm-hmm. come in. <laughs> she, she's a good one. You know, Rita scare And I'm walking down the hall with gold LeMay leggings and, mm. you know, a red cape and a bullwhip in my hand with a Dang. red wig. and. You know, the administration just kind of They're smiles like, and waves and, and <laughs> carry yeah. on, Ms. Browse, carry right. on. Um, <laughs> so um, I was terrified the first time I did mm-hmm. it because I didn't know how the kids were going to react to this. Was that
0: the, the reader Red Scare or was that a different one? What was the first one you did?
1: Uh, the first one that I did actually was this one I created called Camp Counselor Carrie. And <laughs> she comes in on the second day. Okay, Like day two, I'm off and running with this. And it's to do team building. Right. Um, So she comes in to talk about this camp that she has. She has Camp Harmony Mm -hmm. over yonder in the hills. She has a list of campers that she has to choose X number for. Mm -hmm. So the kids have to get into groups and come up with collectively who should be the best camper to go based on information that I provide for okay. them it doesn't matter who they pick honestly right, right. it's just all about teamwork and mm-hmm. talking through situations and things like that um,
0: had you done that sort of team building stuff prior to that too or was that I had, new with but the... it was,
1: I had but it wasn't to this degree it was, it was kind of current. like okay here let's, let's talk about this introduce your partner mm-hmm. which is good in its own right but to me I just I wanted something more mm-hmm. in my classroom right and um, so I did it, and the first time I did it, like, my palms were sweaty. I, I, my heart was pounding. I just didn't know how this was going to go over because I have someone typically introduce the guest speaker coming in. Right, yeah. Um, so I had another teacher. Oh, okay. Like, introduce. I gave a little bio on her, and mm-hmm. she came in. Because at first, the kids don't know, so they think that it actually is a legitimate guest speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come marching in, you know, shorts hiked up under my right, armpits. Right, of and, course. And, <laughs> you know, blowing a whistle. and. hmm the looks on their faces. Did you have the clipboard? I did have the clipboard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. good. Um, so it kind of went from there. mm mm-hmm. um, and so now, unfortunately, it kind of backfires at times, too. I legitimately had a guest speaker this past semester.
0: Oh, my. Okay. And I had
1: on the board guest speaker, and the kids were convinced. I mean, they were like, trying to yeah, figure out who it was going to be. Whatever, Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to, well, who are you going to be this time? How are you dressing up this time? And I'm like, no, I, I promise you, it really is a legit guest speaker. And mm-hmm. the day rolls in, and they come in, and they're like, I thought we were having a guest speaker. I'm like, you really are. Like, yeah. No, no. <laughs> and they kept on like looking at the clock going, when's she coming in? And, I <laughs> <laughs> and then my guest speaker knocked on the door and I said, introducing, you know, and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: So did it? Did the actual session go okay, though? I mean, they were all right. Once it did, the, yeah. Okay, all yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just there was a lot of pushback, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah,
1: so, so um, the Teach Like a Pirate thing really – it worked for me. It connected with me and I loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about me taking risks in my classroom and my kids Mm -hmm. seeing that I'm taking risks. So it's, they're more inclined to take risks and on their own when they do presentations and things. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I can stand up there and look like a goofball, they can too.
0: Well, yeah, you've broken the ice at that point. So when you're engaging with them, once you get like past maybe the, the initial sort of work like say with the camp counselor piece and you've got the teams made up do you stay in character until the end of the block or I'm is in, it just
1: no I'm in character the entire time yeah. um when my the only time I'm not in character is when my clothing has changed mm-hmm. um which is usually like at the end of the day so if, if, if <laughs> so I'm walking, even in the halls <laughs> if in the hallways, I'm like tooting that whistle like hey you know <laughs> and kids who've had me before they're yeah. like oh hey Hey, oh, I remember look, you. It's it is like they remember. Yeah. Um, that's so great. you know when I when I did read a red scare, they might not remember initially McCarthyism and, and mm-hmm. the red scare. But when I say remember when the guest speaker came in, they're like, oh yeah, like that's it helps that's them. Interesting. Remember that's interesting. It's like well. a
0: mnemonic process, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, I'm trying to remember. There, there's there's got to be a cognitive term for it. But the thing is, is you know that sort of uh, attachment mm-hmm. to you know something visual. It really helps to solidify that uh, recall Mm -hmm. memory. And it's
1: really helped, too, when I've become characters in the book, they're not saying anymore, you know, sitting there with glazed eyes looking over, like, wow, this book really is speaking to (laughs) me, you know. (laughs) They have that character in class, Mm -hmm. and since I stay in character, it makes it more real Mm -hmm. to them as well.
0: Do any of them want to take on a role like that?
1: Um, I had... Last year, the end of last year, I had the ammy Awards, the American, Awards. yeah, the American Literature Awards. Okay, um, where I had different categories like best villain,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, best here, you know, those things. So I and I had a list of characters, and each student got to be a different character, and they had to. The class voted on mm-hmm. who would win each category, and I didn't reveal who won until the day of the AMI Awards. Okay, and I had a red carpet in my classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dressed up in some. Some award gown presenter that I got it at a thrift store in Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia, I like that piece. It's important to <laughs> Just <know. laughs> set
0: that away over there. Um, and After I had you did a microphone. the rocky steps. You <laughs> went and got your sequin <laughs> yes, gown. <exactly. laughs>
1: I had a microphone. I, you know, as kids were entering the room, I was shoving it in their face. Who are you most excited about seeing today? You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and they had to prepare a, a, a speech if they in won. In case they won, huh, and okay. so they had to present the speech as that character. Um, and you could see them, some of them were sitting there going, please don't let me win. Please don't let me win. Um, but it was it was good. It was a good time. I, I created little Emmy awards mm-hmm. out of, you know, plastic water bottles and birdsy. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It's like, here, take this thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here's a marble. It's good for you.
0: It's good in case you ever lose one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've
1: had them come up and do that. And, and that was a lot of fun, for me at least, mm-hmm. to watch them. I don't, you know, some of them were uncomfortable. Right. Doing it, but you know, they survive no one. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them that when they try to you know, I don't I don't like speaking in front of a group of people and that's a huge fear for them, but I always you know try to downplay it and say, Well, you know, I've only had three kids who've ever really had anything happen to them and (laughs) we carried their body out into the courtyard and we watched the birds eat it and we said some nice things about them. (laughs) Circle of life, really.
0: Great. Well, um, so have you? H- how many times have you done the awards piece?
1: I only did the awards. I've done that twice.
0: Okay. You know, with with the preparation that's involved in it, that sounds like you could really be very mindful about that piece with kids who are maybe a little bit more hesitant, mm-hmm. you know, as well, and and give them maybe you know something that's a little more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, that's interesting. I like that one. Mm-hmm. So. With Teach Like a Pirate, is there anything else that um, that you want to add to on that piece? Because I feel like, you know, what you've been talking to right now, I mean, that sounds like it's really positive. Um,
1: it, it boils down more to just having a strong rapport mm-hmm. and, you know, knowing your kids, mm-hmm. um, knowing what works for them, meeting them with, you know, if you have a hands-on learner making sure that you have things for that hands-on learner so you know it shouldn't just be fun and games for me too they need to be comfortable and they need right. to be trusting of me and my methods mm-hmm. in the classroom um, I had a student teacher this past semester who you know she watched me do a couple of guest speakers and she you know after class one day she said I, I can't do that and I said mm-hmm. I don't expect you to right, you need to right. Find what works for you yeah you know I don't want to force it on anyone mm-hmm. who's not comfortable doing it at all right um so that's kind of where it is and with me, the, the, my biggest strength, I think, in the classroom is just developing relationships with mm-hmm. my kids and trying to develop them as quickly as possible within, like, the first three days. Like, yeah. I try to really hook in to right. those kids.
0: No, I mean, that is the key. You know, if they can't trust you, they're not going to do what needs to be done. Right. And, you know, I mean, nobody wants it to be a study in misery, yeah, <laughs> you <exactly>. know? <laughs> Absolutely. And a lot
1: of kids come in, you know, they don't like English. They haven't been successful mm-hmm. in English. So, you know, I have to give them the pep talk of, right. you know, you do your work and I promise you, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get you through.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how often do you come in as a guest?
1: Um, usually when I do novels, it's, you know, I come in as one character, so maybe four or five times a semester. Okay.
0: Um,
1: I don't, I don't want to do it overkill because right. then it loses kind of its novelty then. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, and I'm sure it's exhausting for you too.
1: It is because I still get nervous because it's a new kids. Oh, really? You still so don't it's know. not
0: it's not something where you're like, I got this,
1: and no. you just go charging. It. It's it's still always like, oh, okay, what are they, What are they going to say? What are they going to mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. How many eye rolls am I going to get? Because you still have the kids that are too right. cool. Right, They're to, too cool for it. Yeah. yeah, but you you know the one thing that I don't hear from those kids is you know wow this class is really boring Mm -hmm. you know even if
0: they're too cool for it yeah you can see
1: and, and I always love when you see the kid in the back who's too cool for anything like he or she will get this, like, grin on their A face, like... smirk or something, yeah. <laughs> you know that they're in, but <laughs> yeah. they don't want to show everybody else that they're yep. in. <laughs> yeah,
0: I used to get that when I was doing uh, the drama classes. Mm-hmm. i have some that would get dropped in by guidance, you know. They're like, I don't know what to do with this kid, so, bam, uh-huh. here's about six more kids than you'd planned on having. <laughs> and so they'd be in the back, and they'd be assessing, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. We'd get into some of the fun stuff, and then that's when they would start. Mm-hmm. Cracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. What else? Oh, God, I've got so much stuff I wrote down. I just kind of brainstormed things. Throw them at me. Well, I guess um, looking at that sort of point where you were kind of at awareness of I might be burnt out, um, what what kind of keyed you into, hey, this might be it? I mean, you'd said that, you know, the lessons were kind of getting redundant <laughs> and stuff and, and dry. Um, was it just the curriculum or was something else kind of contributing to it? What, um, what it was more like was?
1: I had just done it and doing the same thing twice a day because we're on the 4 by 4 schedule. You know, I had my AB Are you guys plus. still
0: doing that? We okay. are.
1: Um, so doing the same thing every single day, you know, block after block mm-hmm. just started wearing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was the curriculum, even though I still enjoyed it and I still see value in the pieces. Okay. I'm like you know what what am i going to do with this and i had activities that worked it wasn't like i was throwing out failing activities because um, mm-hmm. i still kept right. a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that worked before but i was just it wasn't fun you for me anymore you just recontextualized it and not it. that you know your work has to be fun all the time but you know i didn't want to come trudging in every day dragging my feet yeah. going, okay right. you know right. let's read the great gatsby okay let's just get to the you know cut to the chase let's he just gets skip shot. 50 pages <laughs> and <laughs>
0: yeah yep Remember those guys? The the guy with the glasses on the billboard. Yeah, think about him. Light, it's (laughs) It's on the dock. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to the next book. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you'd mentioned the the community theater piece. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some other things that uh, that kind of keep you grounded outside of the classroom? Um, Keep you sort of motivated, not just necessarily to teach, but just you know keeping um, your head where it needs to be.
1: Just, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in trying to exercise and, and you know, if I have a bad day at work, I put on my running shoes and go running and, and reflect then. Right. You know, um, community theater, mm-hmm. spending time with friends and family. Like, literally making time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Those papers that I have to grade, they will still be there. They're oh, not yeah. going anywhere. They won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and actually, you know, not trying to force myself through all those papers at one time. I'm one mm-hmm. of those people, though, that if I have a stack of papers in front of me, I want them done. You know, what I do is I figure out I will do X amount of papers on this day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then stop myself. And then Do if you I, hold
2: to it? I do. You do? For the
1: most part. Now, I will say sometimes it gets a little over overwhelming to keep on looking while well, I've yeah. got these other papers coming in, too. Um, but it helps me, like, if I get five papers done, um, then I'll say, you know what, I, I feel pretty good. Let me let me grab another two and see, you know, right. try to see catch up Right, see if I can then. knock then. them out. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, one of the things that was hard, um, and I mean, we both taught English, or I taught English, and you are teaching <laughs> English. I shouldn't speak in the past <laughs> tense. Um, anyway, the, the thing, one of the things that was hard for me was that... The last two years when I was in the classroom, I taught dual enrollment and there were so many papers. I was finding that, you know, they would just pile up and then there would be like the big massive ones due, Mm -hmm. you know, three times a year, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I'd be looking at, I think, I I can't remember if I had three or four sections. It doesn't matter. It felt like four. Mm -hmm. Anyways, and so for my winter break, Thanksgiving break, spring break, Mm -hmm. all of those times I would be spending – you know, a couple days, Right. you know, just kind of waiting Mm -hmm. through all of those because they were just, they were huge and they were cited and, Mm -hmm. you know, I tried to do as much sort of like pre-assessment with, you know, citations and Mm -hmm. writing and all of that in the pre-drafts, but still, Mm -hmm. oh my God.
1: I think I'm fortunate where I don't have, um, I'm not stuck to a certain schedule so I can kind of balance out, okay, this class is doing a research project right now So, this class is going to do something else at the other and then switch off. So, you're
0: able to kind of coordinate your right. So, I don't have 60
1: papers coming in at one time, I have 30 coming in at one time. I can knock those out, and then two weeks later, here come another set, yeah, to do it that way, and then cross my fingers for some snow days, right? Yeah, (laughs) are they coming yet? (laughs) Yeah,
0: um, what else? Do you work into your repertoire that isn't, you know, necessarily directly related to that teach like a pirate strategy or or approach?
1: My first day in the classroom, I give my kids like two or three different questionnaires Mm -hmm. about themselves and they have to write a letter of introduction to me all hitting on different components of things they like to do in school. Do you school? Have, like a form or something? I like do. You know? oh, okay. I do. Um, and I tell them, you're going to be so tired of talking about yourself within the first three days of this class, mm-hmm. but it's important for me to get to know you. And I go through each one. Um, one in particular I use, the questions look, you know, just like innocent questions. Um, for example, I have one that says the best thing about me is, and mm-hmm. they have to fill in the blank, mm-hmm. but that keys me in on Their self esteem. Yeah. Because I have a lot of kids who leave that blank. Or they
0: might put something negative. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. You know. And and so it's it's interesting to get feedback, and it helps me. You know, I would rather watch a movie, read a book, listen to music. So that tells me maybe what kind of learner Mm -hmm. they are, what type of homework person Mm -hmm. they are, whether they don't do it, they wait to the last minute, they copy off someone. Like they just look like innocent questions until you know there's a like a psychology behind it where. Right. Theres filling out a survey is that and,
0: something that you developed, or did you find it somewhere? I found it
1: somewhere and i don't remember where I found it okay. um I wish I could remember because it, it's very valuable um, mm-hmm. you know if if I could become invisible for one day what what would I do and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get keyed in of kids who are getting bullied um, oh, they'll yeah, fill that's in the blank true. there and stuff, so it kind of gives you a heads up of maybe what to watch for with with certain mm-hmm. kids so um but yeah, that gives me a lot of insight into them um. You know, just just different things that I like to do. Um, the letter I like – on their introduction letter, I like for them to tell me if they have any siblings who have had me maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm going to judge them based on their siblings right. because I wouldn't want to be – I wouldn't yeah. want that to happen to me. Right. But it also – if I had a good rapport with that sibling – that could be to my benefit mm-hmm. if they do talk to them about, you know, oh hey, I have Miss Sprouse. Oh, mm-hmm. she was really awesome instead of oh boy.
0: <laughs> like you better you better buckle up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so it's just getting to know them and and, you know, um allowing them some, some freedom with with um projects and stuff in my class too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had some kids really surprise me with with things that I've given them like a contract of, well, you can do this activity from this piece or this activity from this piece. But I always say, ha, if you have something on here that you think that you want to do that's not listed, like
0: design your own kind of right. thing. Right. And mm-hmm. I've had
1: some kids, you know, I had a kid who was a freshman one year who created an Odyssey video game. And he came to me and he said, I want to make a video game for the Odyssey. And I'm thinking, okay, sure, knock yourself <laughs> out. Yep. <laughs> Never thinking that I was going to get.
0: An actual what, video game. What yeah. I
1: got. And he turned in one of the most amazing video games that you could actually play. Like, he brought it in that day. We put it in. And we spent the whole class period playing it because it was wow. amazing. Like, it was so good. You know, just was on his boat and he was going up, mm-hmm. you know, the sea. And he had to fight this person and this per- I mean, it was really well done. Wow. Um, it far exceeded my expectations.
0: Did they? Did that uh, student use, like, um like, Minecraft or something like that? Or was it, like, something totally programmed from scratch? It was
1: something that he programmed totally really? from scratch. Oh that I, And I never would have put that on there because, in my head, a freshman's not going to be able to do anything like that.
0: Right, yeah. That doesn't seem likely. You get I mean, I would get those big, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, and it will be this. <laughs> and then you get
1: this. Exactly. You know, and Absolutely. Was, and that's what I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. But the day he came in, even, and he started showing it on the projector, and I'm mm-hmm. like, holy cow, this is, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it was really well done.
0: Do so. you let your kids use that at all for, you know, Odyssey at this point? Like, is it something that you've brought forth and said this was somebody's project? I've, I've or? talked
1: about it, but it's, you know, how technology evolves. Like, it's mm-hmm. this was, I mean, almost 17 years ago. Oh, so was like, that pre-Stewart's draft Yeah, that okay. was at Lehigh. Then. Okay,
0: all right. Wow. Okay. Man, what was that? And I was like, what, pro- what programming would that have been? I'm trying I am
1: don't to, know. I I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I, there's no point in me trying to think <laughs> about it. There's,
1: I mean, it was very basic. Like, I'm sure if I looked at it now, I'd be like, oh. Well. You'd
0: be like, I think that dots Odysseus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the time, it was like, oh. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> right. No, it was great. Wow. Is there something else that sort of grabbed your interest at this point? Something that you've sort of latched onto, either, you know, a – you know whether it's a particular learning theorist or uh you know type of study or, or something like that is there anything that's sort of jumped out at you recently that you've latched on to? not
1: right now I feel like a bad teacher saying that um no don't not, not right now um I guess because Dave Burgess right now is working for me he's um, working for you yeah, yes <laughs> mind, baby. I own you, I own you. I'll be sure to send him a link. Yeah, that. no, that's great. I was
0: going to do the same thing actually. So,
1: um, but yeah, and and he actually has um, a publishing company that he's developed now. Mm-hmm. Um, that he has people, you know, he has teachers writing for him and, yeah. and doing. Yeah, well, books.
0: and I think they've they've either just put it out or not. I don't know, lead like a pirate. Mm-hmm. I think that's for, yes, for yes, admin. That's,
1: that's it's a really good. Have you I've, read it? I've okay. I've read snippets of it, but yeah. it's good. Um, I've wanted to pass that along to my administration. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like here, guys, try exactly. to I see what this you think. it <laughs> anonymously, in I'll their just mailboxes. leave it there. See what you think. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Um, but there's like you know the Zen teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've, I've read pieces of that. Um, it's just I'm so not hard. Familiar with that? One. It's um, it's all about mindfulness and um keeping your own sanity and peace during that sort of like you were talking about with like getting into exercise. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've actually been interested in, um, I don't know about so much the. I mean, the mindfulness part and trying to keep yourself sane is definitely key, but I was also like lately just thinking about, you know, in what way can, you know, that sort of, those sort of Zen practices kind of come into the classroom, um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure yet, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's something that I'm going to have to probably table until I'm back in front of kids mm-hmm. full time.
1: And I've, I saw know. something recently, um, and I need to do some more investigating over it. That was my, that was my Christmas break or my holiday break plans, um, was to do some research on this. I guess I'm running out of time on that. Um, <laughs> was Tick I'd tock. It <laughs> was something about tapping tapping um and it was something that i had seen on social media um that there's a school district and i'm not sure where it is so here i am just spouting r- random facts oh, um but students are taught tapping whenever they get anxious or oh, uncomfortable okay where they yeah. do pressure por- and points they do it like yes yeah, and they say like I, yeah you know affirmation statements to themselves mm-hmm. and apparently like test scores have gone up and yeah. and things like that so i thought about you know maybe i should like look into that but then i I don't know my kids yet, yeah. so I don't know whether well, we they would buy into or not. We do have we
0: do have a few teachers over in Albemarle that are doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so I hadn't heard it called tapping, but mm-hmm. once she started describing mm-hmm. it, it sounds totally familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, Pat Harder. Oh yeah, she just she just recently retired, um, but she I I got to sit in her classroom mm-hmm. and watch her do a total class period with her middle schoolers where they incorporated mindfulness throughout the whole. Work.
1: That's awesome. It was
0: really awesome. And um, part of it was um, being aware, like she would hook up a heart rate monitor mm-hmm. and let one of the kids keep the heart rate monitor and it would be on the projection. Mm-hmm. And so everybody could kind of be really aware of where they were just, you know, stress-wise mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was really interesting to see it in action. And, um, you know, each of these kids – You know, I'd come in, it was probably about mid-first semester, so they'd gotten acclimated to Mm -hmm. it, but still, you could see that when they sat down to put on that heart rate monitor at first, that they were at a much higher heart rate, Mm -hmm. but then as that, I think it was just a minute, Mm -hmm. as that minute progressed, it decreased, and, you know, the other kids in the room were also, you know, you could tell that they were focused, and they took it seriously, Mm -hmm. and everything from start to finish was intentional like mm-hmm. as the kids walked into the room she shook hands with them and mm-hmm. and they had their their sort of mantra which was i can do hard things mm-hmm. and come in and now these were kids that were working in um a standard level class mm-hmm. which in Albemarle that's the the level that's performing below grade level mm-hmm. um so it's not like your honors kids right. where you would expect them to be compliant mm-hmm. right so she was working with a with a population where you know you really do have to win their trust right. and they do really have to buy into what you're telling them in order for anything to be successful mm-hmm. but you know from that point on when they came in you know they sat down and she had them do things like all right i want you to silently get in line in reverse alphabetical order you cannot talk to each other mm-hmm. as you do this and then once you have gotten into line and confirmed that you are in the right place place your paper in the stack face down so that they were alphabetized when isn't that brilliant that i is. was just like i was like oh my god <laughs>
1: you just do (laughs) i need her her contact info i need to like pick her brain
0: yeah i I can i think i might have it i'll I'll see if i can yeah that's incredible get you in touch with her i mean
1: the the fact that she did did all of that like i'm just thinking about all the time that she took and all just laying the foundation there and and getting the kids to that level i mean that's not something you can do overnight and i think that's a misconception that a lot of people think like they see the posts of me dressed up as a character and they think that's (laughs) all i do or It's you, time for the
0: Allison show. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And and I'm thinking, no, it's not just putting mm-hmm. on a costume and going in and, bam, they're with it and, right. and they love it. There's so much work that goes to laying the foundation of trust and respect mm-hmm. and all of that in the classroom right. before I I do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, when you can get a handle on that process, mm-hmm. like uh, one of the things that retrospectively, not I mean – Being an instructional coach now, I've been in a lot of other classrooms, and I've been in classrooms that aren't English, Mm -hmm. right? I've been in math, science, history. Um, I've also been in middle school classrooms, which, I mean, I was strictly a high school teacher. Um, But seeing all these different approaches and what's working and what's not working, Mm -hmm. I'm knowing now, I'm like, oh, my God, I missed a couple opportunities Mm -hmm. here. Um, Do you want to talk about the the nvct stuff because i think that it's i like so, to
1: call that the shortest journey <laughs> the shortest journey uh,
0: the, i know you you emailed me back and you said well darren <laughs> I, that could I, get I, awkward I, I absolutely
1: i will um so i decided you know when i taught in north carolina i'd never heard of national board certification before um, when i taught in virginia i taught one year in north carolina I didn't hear about it then. Mm-hmm. When I moved back to Virginia, obviously, I hadn't heard about it. But then when I went back to North Carolina, when I was teaching in New Hanover County Schools um, in Wilmington, people were all over the place with, oh, national board certification, rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, what What in the world are you talking about?
0: Do you know why? I mean, wh- what was it about that?
1: Um, I think it was just encouraged by their districts. Oh, okay. um, I think that's what it was. To say we have X number of nationally board certified teachers okay. to be able to all say All right, that. I got you. So... You know, I kind of looked into it, and I'm like, eh, okay, maybe one day. And then mm-hmm. I moved back and didn't really think about it. And then I moved to draft, you know, came back to draft and decided, okay, I think I'm going to I'm gonna try this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look into it. So I went to a workshop. The National Education Association puts on a Jump Start workshop. Right. I went to Tidewater. You know, it's the rah-rah. We are nationally board-certified teachers. You mm-hmm. can do it, too. Here you go. Um, and there were teachers from Richmond and the Tidewater area and, you know, all these people who had gotten together. And, and I thought even leaving there, I can do this. Mm-hmm. They were all in cohorts.
0: Oh, and you were going solo, weren't I you? I was going
1: solo, but I, I still wasn't discouraged okay. because I'm like, I can do this. Right. Um, so I went back and I had gotten some sort of scholarship through the VEA, I think, paid uh-huh. because you have to pay for it. and Right. Then, yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty expensive. Um, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. So somehow I got connected with a teacher in another county who was nationally board certified, but she was a librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, was she
0: certified as a librarian or was she yes, certified as a teacher? As,
1: as a librarian. Okay. But she was the only person who I could find who mm-hmm. was nationally board certified. So I said, I'll just go ahead and do the stuff and, you know, make the video and do the, the The paper, you know, the comments on the papers and the feedback and all the stuff Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do with it. Get my portfolio together and take it to her and have her go through it with me. Mm -hmm. So she was a lovely lady. Mm -hmm. Um, I I went to her and she looked at my stuff and she just started shaking her head.
0: (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) And I said,
1: okay. You know, I was even fine with it Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. I was like, okay, so just tell me, what do I need to do? Yeah. How can I make this what they're looking for, the mm-hmm. committee or whatever? Right. But because she wasn't in my discipline, she couldn't really tell me. Oh, so yeah, okay. It was see. not valuable feedback. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I had a decision to make. Like, I, I showed her the video of my class. We were doing a Socratic seminar mm-hmm. um, about certain short stories. And, you know, I videotaped it and I thought it went really well. And she said, that video is too perfect. She said, the, the, kids, the kids are behaving too well. That's not what they want to see. And it, you know, I'm that's like, crazy. that's what the class was. Yeah. It, I didn't like, tell them before I started the camera, you kids better listen up and yeah, he didn't, behave. Or, yeah. That's just the, the class as it was. Right. Um, but she was like, no, you need to choose a different class to do this with. And I'm thinking, but this is the class that I chose to do hmm. it with. So I was very frustrated, and I had X number of weeks mm-hmm. to be able to get money back.
2: Right, from yeah. Doing
1: it, so I said, you know what, this just isn't for me. I can't do this on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm done. Right.
1: Um, so it's something that I still kind of think about doing, but I think if I had a cohort to do it right. with, it would be easier um, as opposed to doing it solo. Because I know teachers, you know, who who have gotten it solo. None that I know of in Augusta County, right. um, definitely none in English that I know of. Right. Um, I know there's a Spanish teacher in Waynesboro who's gotten it, and he, these teachers who have done it, they always like, oh, come on, you need to do it, you need to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, no. Well, the
0: process is, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with the process. Um, its I mean, it's a lot about reflection, mm-hmm. and I don't know much more beyond that, but it seems like, and what you have a portfolio, you got to do mm-hmm. right, and then you got to have the video, right? There's a video. And then and there's, there's like an work. essay, mm-hmm. and an, yeah. okay. I mean, it's very much. It, it sounds like to me, sort of like a performance assessment that is, that's been ratcheted up about five hundred clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, is that what it felt like going into it, or was it more like?
1: Well, I'd been pumped up. Right. You
0: (laughs) You were all hooked up and ready to go. Oh yeah. Like I was,
1: you know, hitting the ground running. I was ready to do this and I would not be defeated. Mm -hmm. Um but, yeah, quickly, you know, once I took my stuff in, I was like, oh, no, this, is, this isn't this is what they're looking for at all. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what are they looking for? You know, not that I wanted to align it specifically. Right. But you don't want to go into it and in sending stuff that you know you're going to fail. And I should have just said, you know, forget it. I'm going to go ahead and submit it anyway and yeah. see where it leads.
0: Well, but there was the money on the line as it, well. It was. And, and for a teacher, that's no small thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so, like, coming out of that on the other side of it, was it, I mean – was that how did that feel? You know, was it?
1: I am not one to give up,
0: okay? <laughs> so it's like still there, it's just oh, it is. later.
1: It, it is, and there was some shame attached to it, I guess. Because, what do you mean? Well, like, i, I felt from, like, from the person you're working with, no, or for from, you? From me, okay. Um, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist because I'm definitely not, I've given that up years ago. Well, that's good, but I don't like giving up on something, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want my kids to do that, right? You know, my students. So for me to say, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to hear that from them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I don't want to give that excuse myself. But at the same time, you know, I had talked to people about it. Like I told my principal, "Oh, I'm going for national board certification," and they, they would ask, "Oh, how's it going?" Well, like, You're like, I uh, you like <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, um, and they were very supportive about it. But I just feel like I had I had failed at something, mm-hmm. you know, and I failed on a lot of things. But for some reason, that just kind of stuck yeah. with me, like. You know, so it's still there, and it's it might be something that I do pursue mm-hmm. um, a little later on. But like I said, I think I'd be better off doing it with a cohort. So yeah,
0: well, I mean, it sounds to me like you know, if you can just find a, a buddy to go in mm-hmm. with, then oh, yeah, that might be all you need. See you know? who can
1: con into that, maybe. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't know a lot about it, and I don't. I can't. I can't think of anybody right off that has done it, but it's one of those things that pops up mm-hmm. you know
1: and you get you know you get a stipend for it mm-hmm.
0: I do know that part that's I mean that that's the it's
1: it's good know. for five it, yeah. years and then you have to reapply again for it and, oh really I didn't yeah. know that it mm-hmm. wasn't some, yeah it's it, not like once you get it you're done like once you get it you have five years you have it for five years and then, and then you
0: resubmit something right you have to do you do through, the whole process I
1: think it's like a modified process I'm okay. not sure about that wow. but, I didn't realize yeah that. so then you and then you're good for another five years if you get if you get it again, but, you know, I was on message boards and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just seeing the people that were getting it and the people who weren't getting it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of sad. I felt bad for the people who had gone through it and didn't get it.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I was
1: watching them come in and go, oh, I didn't get it this time. And
0: yeah. So where did, when did you give that a go? Like wh- how long ago was that?
1: Oh goodness. Um, probably 12 or 13 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a while.
0: That would have been when I was there. I didn't, mm-hmm. realize, you'd, I didn't
1: See? realize you'd done it. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So so then did that kind of, did that come into the burnout phase, or was that before burnout? That
1: was before burnout. Okay. Um, that was, you know, one of those things, like, I'm going to challenge myself. I always mm-hmm. like challenging myself. And that might have been, you know, what the teach like a pirate thing was. Okay, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to get my lessons, and I'm going to go for it. Well, way. I mean, that
0: one sounds like it's paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How many years have you been doing Teach Like a Pirate Again?
1: Since 2013. 13.
0: So. so this is like, what, year six, year five? Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. So Math is hard. Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> That's why I read books. <laughs> <laughs> if you could say sort of what's changed with it, it doesn't have to be with, with education as much as maybe the way that you've seen teaching change from the beginning of your career to now, you know, what, whatever the case may be, what it is that, um, you know, maybe what it is that's changed and what's stayed constant, and, and I don't know. The
1: biggest change I think I've, I've seen is technology, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cell phones are definitely huge. Um, good and bad you can implement them in great ways in the classroom Mm -hmm. Um, but then they're also one of the biggest distractors Mm -hmm. and I think that's probably not that you asked but this is probably the most frustrating part of my job is just fighting
0: fighting that piece yeah
1: I mean um, the different policies that come in you know one year we can take phones and you turn them into administration and Mm -hmm. they call their parents and then the next year no you can't take their phones because it's a liability right Um, what happens if the phone gets broken so mm-hmm. then, you know, I've tried so many different things.
2: And it's you know. still there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've
1: tried even offering extra credit. Like, put your phone in a box here, and you mm-hmm. get a point extra credit every day. In a class of 20, you have two kids turn it in. Right. And yeah. I'm like, really? And
0: they're really? the ones you weren't really – they're like, yeah, I wasn't going to use it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, you ask them, hey – get out your phone and do this. Suddenly they're like, oh, I, I can't, I, I don't have my phone with me today. <laughs> Snapchatting somebody. Right. I know you do. <laughs> it's like, um, I, so I, I saw you that's make the duck face. Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, so that's probably the biggest challenge right now is just trying to, to battle the cell phones and compete with a cell phone because their, students attention these, day, these days are so, you know, it's, it's like that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to
2: get right. past that.
1: Right. Um, so that's like the biggest challenge, I think. But I think technology is the biggest thing that's changed.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you guys have one to one computers at? Uh...
1: Right now, we have two to one.
0: Two to one. Mm-hmm. What um, do you mean? Like so two have... students to one computer? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know, but we still have access to the computer lab and mm-hmm. and things like that if we want to do online stuff. Yeah. But usually, I have like my AP kids; they bring their own devices anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, right. you know, you have kids who don't have their own devices and yeah. don't, I mean, I have kids who truly don't have a cell phone. Yeah,
0: I've had kids who, you know, I remember the last couple of years when I was teaching, I would have a couple of kids each year that would be writing papers on a phone, you I,
1: know? And I have kids who do that. Mm-hmm. And
0: I was, and I would get them in and I'd be like, what is this? And they're like, well, I had to write it on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. And you work just take what you can get yeah. because
1: it's like, okay, I know you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even tell kids sometimes, you know, you get the excuses too. You know, the night before it's due, you get this message of, oh, my, my printer's down or mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. I mean, every printer in Augusta right. County goes down.
0: Right. The <laughs> <It's laughs> like, oh, there's a paper due. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hour, um,
1: but now you know they can they can email it to me or mm-hmm. you know those sorts of things. So that kind of eliminates. But I'll even take handwritten stuff. I mean, just turn it in. I don't care as long as it's legible and mm-hmm. we can go from there.
0: Right. Yeah. Anything besides the technology that,
1: um, you know the the family dynamic has changed significantly. How so? Um, you know, I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing more and more kids who, instead of, you know, it used to be like a single parent home. Mm-hmm. and I'm seeing now a larger trend of kids who aren't even living with a parent anymore. They're just kind of floating. they're they're living with grandparents or living with an, aunt and an uncle, or they're they're living with friends mm-hmm. um, or they're homeless. like i'm having mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more of that mm-hmm. um, which is hard, you know yeah. I, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes I don't pick up on it mm-hmm. until a kid tells me, "Hey." So and so is not here because he doesn't have a place to stay right now. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like you don't think about that, but then those are the thoughts that keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. You know, where where is so and so today or tonight? Where mm-hmm. you know, I hope he's someplace warm. I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And you know, he comes in and doesn't have his homework.
0: It's like, yeah, well, I understand. Yeah, I but, get it. You know, let's at least do something during yeah, the day. Exactly. Is there an, are there any supports at present for anything like that that you know of? Or? Just
1: refer him to to guidance is, they, is yeah. yeah
0: there's there's never really seemed to be a good way to to go in and and find a way to help those mm-hmm. kids for anything that's stable mm-hmm. any uh, any hypothesis on why that's happening
1: no huh. i i don't know i don't know whether it's i don't know whether it's just i i don't want to say i mean to be honest, I think that Augusta County there's a, a large drug problem oh, going on, yeah. Um, and I and I think that might have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, is this
0: like the narcotics thing that's in the news a lot, or is this something else that you that you've caught wind of? Um, I th-
1: I think it's more of the narcotics thing yeah. because kids are pretty open. The one student who I'm thinking of in particular who was homeless was you know he couldn't live with mom because mom of, was addicted to drugs yeah. and he didn't want to be in that environment. Yeah. So it was better for him to not have a home or couch surf mm-hmm. then it would be for him to stay at home.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, I guess that that does show a bit of deliberation on his part mm-hmm. to take that responsibility right. to remove himself right. from that situation. It's just too bad he doesn't have the the resources, resources. That, yeah. yeah. So so I mean, looking at, you know, what's changed, the other part of that was what what seems to be constant, what's sort of been the through line that that you've seen so far?
1: Um, just, I mean, I, it sounds trite to say, but kids are kids are kids. Like, you know, their, their behaviors might change as far as like, you know, being on the cell phone all the time versus writing notes all the time, you (laughs) know, that, that sort of thing. But, um, just, you know, getting to know kids that they want to feel important and they want to feel like they matter to you Mm -hmm. and that the teacher isn't there for just a paycheck and just that sort of thing. Um just being invested in them as individuals right. that's that's stayed the same and i think it always right, will that be they the have
0: same. a sort of a set group of needs that mm-hmm. you know something
1: as simple as even just remembering a kid's birthday which i never thought was like that big of a deal mm-hmm. like here's your birthday pencil kid you know yeah. I, and you, to have a, a high school kid tell me a while ago you were the only one who remembered my birthday yeah like my parents didn't even remember i gave yeah. you a pencil you know like yeah.
0: it's the only birthday gift that kid got maybe yeah. in a couple of years yeah so at least on it, his birthday mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah so it's it's just little things like that that i think remains consistent that they want to feel special they just want to be noticed mm-hmm. you know standing at the door like you were saying about you know pat harder doing mm-hmm. staying at the door greeting your kids every day it's something simple yeah you know i play music when they come in trying like an upbeat song right. um every day for them mm-hmm. to play just a different one um just to, to have a positive environment right, when they of, come into
0: well i mean there's something that You know, I don't I don't know what the research is from it, but I've heard this mentioned multiple times that when you walk through the doorway, that all of a sudden you you have a different mindset, even if it's minute, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a there's a change that happens when you walk through a doorway. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why they tell you if you forgot something and, you know, why you walked into a room, walk back out of the room mm-hmm. and see, you might remember it out there in the hallway, <laughs> then come back in, you know, right. it, it's, um, and, and it seems like, you know, things like, you know, like with Pat shaking hands or with you playing music or, you know, having the guest speaker, mm-hmm. um, there seems to be a more active um, push towards, th- this is a different spot in your life, you know, psychologically as well as. Physically, mm-hmm. and we're going to treat it with respect and with you know excitement. Right. So, um, is there is there anything that maybe you wish I would have asked you about, or <laughs> something that you want to <laughs> something that you'd want to add to to the conversation that we've had?
1: Um, the biggest thing that I've been thinking about this is just, I guess, the one thing I wish the, the guardians, whoever that may be, just the, be involved, and you know, I'm I have their their kids what 84 minutes a day five Mm -hmm. days a week Mm -hmm. um you know they have them a lot longer well usually Usually, sometimes yeah fingers crossed yeah um you know email their teachers if you can't come in for conferences any of those Mm -hmm. any of those things um because even an ab student could be having problems that the teacher might know about and
0: and a lot of the the ab students they're really good at hiding them too because they don't want yeah They They don't. don't, They don't want the involvement or whatever. Spotlighted, Um,
1: but yeah, I I guess that would mainly be it. You you know, a lot of people are under the perception of they went to school, so they know. You know, school when they were there, it's still how it how it is, and that's that's really not true. School isn't the way. Oh, okay. So
0: you're saying it's not. Okay, I misunderstood the way you were saying. Right. So yeah, it's not the same as when. Right. I so think, and so is in school. You know, like, when I talk yeah, to, to my
1: job, you know, when I talk to my mom about my job, mm-hmm. she sees it as kids are sitting there in their desks, you know, with their pencils in hand and paper. <laughs> Just and, itching to. Yeah, they yeah. want to learn. They want to mm-hmm. be there. No. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot different. Even when when we were in school, things have changed mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, and behavior problems are there that maybe weren't there before well
0: i don't know tell me about uh let's let's finish up with a with a good day you've had recently like, um, just walk me through it what what worked for you and what was what, what made it
1: good oh gosh um i think and i hate to tie it into like sol stuff but we you know took our i don't SOLs. think you can
0: pull away from sol yeah you can I mean, not um, not at present i mean they're trying to walk walk it back i think next year they're doing five or are, mm-hmm. are, are going to be the required
1: this past semester i had a very, very difficult class. Um, probably one of the most challenging of my career. They really? were very basic level, most mm-hmm. of them reading on elementary school level. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. it, was, it was tough. It was very tough. Um, they, they were sweet kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we had to take the SOL that day. And I, I knew going into it, like I had done the best I could do. Mm-hmm. And I'd given them the pep talks and I talked to them about strategies and we had reviewed and just I'd done everything I'd I done could. Done all this stuff. Yeah. yeah um, but I knew it was not going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't want to tell them that. Right. Um, so the results started coming in, and they, they weren't good. But some of the scores that I did see, you know, I had a kid get a 399 who I <sighs> never thought would have gotten and a 400 is yes. – Yeah. I, never I hate would that thought. they even
0: have 399s. <laughs> and bless his heart. When, yeah.
1: when he came in to see what his score was, and I told him he got a 399, he said – I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> did he?
2: No, he didn't. But I was like, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah.
1: You know, And I told him, I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. for, for getting that score. Like, if you did the best you could, and I know you did, I am so proud of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so to me, that was like a, a – it was a good day because mm-hmm. they took their time. They did the best that they could that day.
0: Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they were mm-hmm. they were in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's definitely huge when you can get them to – because SOLs, I mean, I just – I hate that it's S-O-L, right? And that was a joke that's, that, that was made from the beginning, but mm-hmm. that's what, you know, that's what Virginia decided they should call it. Right. You know, the standards of learning. Mm-hmm.
1: And in North Carolina, they're called the ABCs. So when I – Went from they're called
0: the ABCs, and I, I didn't don't remember know what that
1: stands for now. But I remember going back from Virginia to North Carolina, saying, "Okay, let's talk about these SOLs." And the kids kept on look at me like SOLs. They would like, start giggling, like, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, that's what it, they're like. No, no, it's the ABCs, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Well.
0: Do you guys have those here? <laughs> <laughs> but you know your ABCs, right? <laughs> okay, good. We're good. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, and that's that's the most frustrating part, I think, of of our job. Really, mm-hmm. is knowing that you have a kid who. You know, this kid's reading on a fifth grade level. The test is written on an eleventh grade level. I can't get him there in a semester. Right. But doggone it, he tried, and that three ninety nine hurts more than if he had gotten a three seventy five.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, it would be great if we could look at growth mm-hmm. versus yes. a threshold. Right. And
1: I think Virginia's starting to do that. I think they're they're having a change. They're right. walking there's in a, that direction. There's
0: a big debate between the. uh legislative members mm-hmm. around this whole thing. You know, you've got one group that wants to persist with the with the current model and another one that wants to localize and, and look at alternatives. And mm-hmm. I'd like know. to
1: invite the ones who want to stay with the current model to come into my classroom. Yeah, <laughs> Volunteer, please, in, in, yeah. A, in any public school in, no, in their district. That would be great. And
0: I think that would be huge.
1: To, to see, really, where these kids are. And, you know, I think they would definitely, if they spent a week, in a classroom with a public school teacher, I think mm-hmm. they would definitely see, like, okay, yeah, we really do need to revisit this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is they just, more than anything, they want the data mm-hmm. that they, so, so that they have something to hold against the schools when they need mm-hmm. it and trump it when they need it, yeah. you know? So uh, they – anyway. But um, – Great. Well, I mean, I've had a good time talking yeah, with you. Yeah, it's been great. I, I hope this was I hope this was enjoyable. It was. It was yeah, not the worst day ever. Like no. you were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing. Well, this thanks stuff, for man. having me. Yeah. Great. So there we have it. The first podcast of the new year. That was episode eight. It's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did being in the studio with Allison. Uh, One of the things that I really came to appreciate as I ran through the editing process was that I picked up on the fact that she had mentioned a couple times that, you know, if she couldn't expect herself to do something, she didn't feel good about expecting her kids to do it. And I think that that reciprocity is something that a lot of people tend to forget, Um, and I really appreciated hearing that. So make sure you check out theednarrative.com, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.